enough for people to actually care that you like a tweet, <laughs> then you need to take that responsibility and do something with it. Like I will never take for granted, like guys, I have been somebody who loved entrepreneurship and, and I didn't call it entrepreneurship, I'm old, I'm 41, I called it being a businessman, right? This was any, everything and anything I ever wanted to do. If you thought at any time in my teenage years that I thought that being a successful entrepreneur would lead to people treating you like a successful athlete or rock star, there was no part of the vision that that was gonna be any part of it. So the added value of admiration is such a cherry on top. Of, it's why I push people to do the thing they love the most. You don't know how the world's gonna play out. All my friends who are such unbelievable video game players in the 90s whose parents made them stop playing video games to be a lawyer, none of us knew that eSports was coming. They could have been the Tony Hawk, <laughs> right? Like you, know, like you don't know where the world's going. Too many people make decisions on how the world is today and they're making decisions about 14 years from now as if the world will stay still. So I can't wrap my head around taking for granted people thinking I'm cool and I will work hard to show my gratitude for the rest of my life. Yeah, but also it's amazing business strategy because we were just talking in a car about uh, you know Paul, uh, Jake Paul and Logan, and they're just building an empire just by doing YouTube videos and engaging their fans and basically just like showing them the love. So it's amazing business strategy at the same time. Yeah, but it's only a nuance. You can't show people love unless you did something that made them like you in the yeah. first place. Yeah. So what Jake and Logan Paul are, are incredible programmers and producers and content producers for a new environment. No different than Steven Spielberg and George Lucas were for the theater environment of the late 70s. Like, I think we underestimate what it takes to be a KOL uh, in today's environment. We think it's easy for some reason because it feels so remarkable that if you're cute or funny or what, like it just feels weird, right? Like, oh my God, like, you know, you're just charismatic or, or have a nice smile or a great figure and now all of a sudden you're making, you know, a lot of money. The reality is being pretty always made money. It was called modeling. <laughs> you know, like being funny always made money. You just did it on stage. That's what Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy did and now, you know, King Batch might just do it on Vine or Instagram. Like, nothing's new, the mediums are new. Do not have the audacity to underestimate what it takes to have enough success that a lot of people pay attention to you. Do not underestimate that. You're thrilled to, but the market is smarter than you. Awesome, and now uh, we are in Hong Kong, right? This is your first time. Yes. This is your first time in Hong Kong. Yes. How, do you, how do you like it? I, you know, it's funny, uh, D-Rock and I landed, yeah. and we were, we didn't even leave baggage claim. It's <laughs> 5.04 in the morning, we're in baggage claim, and I looked at him and I go, I think I'm gonna fucking love this place. <laughs> it's, been, it's been an unbelievable trip. I texted my wife and said, we're moving to Hong Kong. <laughs> I'm not moving to Hong Kong. I'm not moving to Hong Kong, but uh, I, uh, it's, uh, look, I think uh, 
a, a lot of, I see a lot of familiar faces. There are people here who do know me. Yeah. I, I need action. Hong Kong has action, so it's interesting. Uh-huh.